Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Before we begin, it's that time. That's right. Sponsor mentioned Scratch Labs, everybody. The results are in, and Scratch Lab has the best tasting, easiest on the gut hydration option out there. And I do believe Sam is not here tonight, but he described it best. The strawberries and cream is like when you have Captain Crunch Crunch Berries and the milk gets strawberry flavory, and then you get to drink that. It's like a reward after you finish your bowl of cereal. That's what strawberries and cream taste like. Mm. And you you put it in. You get home from a ride. You put it in a shaker bottle with ice in it, and you shake the shit out of it. And it is so it's brilliant. I I finally had it this weekend, and I am like, oh no, mm. oh can I have another cereal milk? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so good. Um, it's a masterpiece, best served cold. Uh, get over to scratchlabs.com today and get started with your road to proper fueling. Next off, Mojo Cyclery and Reynolds Wheels. Guys, we got to keep thanking those guys because Jackson is rolling on some beautiful black hoops. And I think David is. And I am I also. Sam is. Sam and is. Paul and I are still on. Rim brakes. Yeah. Ancient. Wow. Sam's got rim brake. Yeah, Reynolds, though. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, big thanks to uh, Mojo Cyclery for taking care of us. They are Spokane's home for gravel, but they do so much more. MojoCyclery.com or go over to 1405 North Argonne if you're in Spokane. Finally, new sponsor alert, everybody. Huel. Huel stands for human fuel, and that it is among their amazing selection of real food. I am currently enjoying the Black Edition shake with 40 grams of protein per meal is super convenient super tasty i have the chocolate and i add a few fresh blueberries in it and again i keep it cold i put it i, I make the shake and with a little ice in it and i keep it cold the whole time made from real ingredients like coconut sunflower seeds brown rice and flax seeds this is my go-to morning fuel it equates to just two dollars and fifty cents per meal that's pretty cheap. Be sure to get to Packfiller and use the link today and not only support the show, but grab great tasting, affordable meals. There we go. Trust me, sponsors are over. And we go to the theme. Cheers. 
Cheers. It's joules, Cheers. not amps. 200, 200 joules. Joules. Because yeah, yeah. 200 amps would that's probably a, kill an amp. That's what you, it gets into your house. Yeah, that's oh. what it burns your house. <laughs> it's like the whole entire panel, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's 200, 200 amp service. <laughs> All right, wow. so that's what we'll do. That's we'll why my neck's up. sore. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just take it to my apartment. 30 feet. Not that yeah. he flew. Yeah. 30 feet. I'm trying to think of a about an electrocution scene from a, from a movie that would apply well. Hmm. Oh, well. Damn your eyes. <laughs> you remember that? Too late. Young, yeah. Too late. <laughs> okay, according to the comments from last week, our listeners apparently like it when we're mean to each other. Oh. Hmm. So we're going to have to wow. try and keep things above the belt tonight, everybody. So it's just they just want us to fight. Welcome to America. Welcome to Life on Two Wheels. Welcome to the Pack Filler Cycling Podcast. The longest running cycling podcast. We're on episode 383. Wow. We are live in the Rim Break Bar. I am Pat Bulger, and let's see who's here, shall we? Let's do it. Icebreaker. What is, uh, and this can be cycling or non cycling if you want, everybody. What is the fashion trend, current or old, that drives you the most crazy? Drives or has driven. So, fashion trend, cycling or off the bike, that you were just like, oh, God, no. Why? Okay. We got it. I had a pause while the theme is still playing. First of all, he's the only guy here who had a parade to celebrate his new house, Mr. Paul Main. <laughs> yeah, I did. We yeah. just uh, hung out in our little, uh, my wife calls it the Stuba. Stu- I love it. Stuba. It's the Stuba. It's the, uh, das ist der Stuba. And... Uh, <laughs> The wine stuba and order order um, um beer stuba. I, yeah, I like yeah. it. That's good. And um, anyway, <laughs> better uh, than Yen's voice. This is how you guys talk to each other. <laughs> My Frau, yeah. They just yeah. they only speak in German. Yeah, yeah. German accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, we did watch a German like there's a, a German show that we get uh, ZDF. Hmm. Which is a German uh, channel, and we watched it. Uh, Are you able to keep Rosenheim up with it? cups? I, I, I get half speed. I have to like pause. Renee, is this what's happening? And and it helps helps me understand. Really, I still speak rubbish German. Okay. So, hmm. um, but yeah. Anyway, yes, the parade went by, and just like on the other side of our building, yeah. you could hear it. And, yeah, yeah. Every year in in lovely Spokane, Angeles. We have a, uh, a the lilac parade. It's and, a big one. Paul big happened one. to have moved onto the route. Did I miss yeah. the lilac parade? Yes, you did. It was last Saturday. Yeah. Mm. Did you miss Dang. the entire last two minutes of the podcast? <laughs> I missed the entire last weekend. Yeah, so. yeah. work. Yeah, God. working. Dang. Yeah, yeah. Paul, you got a fashion trend that drives you the most crazy. Yeah, it's a little bit of cycling and oh. and fashion, normal clothes. Fashion. Okay, crossover. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Probably. In the like 2008, 9, and 10, when fixers were around and skinny oh, jeans yeah, and guys' ass yeah, and the yeah. short little bar, oh. you know, straight bars on fixies. Yeah, yeah. That was just stupid all the way around. <laughs> there wasn't anything <laughs> that, that would serve a good purpose. So, the, like this guy sitting there going, the proper gear to have is a 4216. Yeah. So you can hop the back wheel and you can lock it up for braking and blah, blah, blah. And he's got, I'm like, brakes are this dumb, guy. man. Yeah. Why would you use brakes? Yeah. They're just, they're useless. Now, how many fixies do you see out? None. They're all, yeah. all the riders are dead. How would you yeah. feel if I told you all oh, there's a place you can go 
where the 90s are still alive. Yeah. Portland? In Portland, Oregon, yep. Oh, <laughs> Dream of the 90s. Yep. Portlandia. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a reason that show's a hit. Yeah. yeah. Are they still pretty yeah. fun over there? Oh, yeah. It's big. That, that trend never died there. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do remember there was a movie a while back. Uh, what was the Quicksilver? Uh, no, the the more oh, recent uh, one, Premium Rush. Premium Rush, uh, where yep. they were talking about like going, oh my god, it's brakes are dangerous. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> if you're gonna be a messenger, you gotta ride without brakes. It's all gas, no brakes. Have more control, yeah. boy. And that's like, anti disc brake yeah. right there. Oh, wow. yeah, 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 you got better stopping power. That's dangerous. I, I personally <laughs> was a messenger in Seattle, Washington. Fixie, oh, uh, no mm-hmm. mountain bike. Yeah. Good idea. Mountain bike with slicks. Yeah, because nice. that down yeah. by the provided yeah. by the company I worked for. Oh. In fact, the one time I got into a wreck, I hit a car uh, because it shot out in front of me, and I hit the fender. Um, They're like, "Okay, are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah." Is the package okay? They actually asked me that in that order, first of all. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah. Okay. And they said, okay. They had a full-time mechanic who hopped on a bike, rode to me. I hopped on the bike, it's, and then he just walked the broken bike back to the back to the shop. It was Quite a the full on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was cool. cool. It was a good mm-hmm. gig. Back so, in the day. Yep. Yep. Ugh. Now they don't need it because everything just sent by email. Um, next off, he's here. Can you hear? Mr. David Waples. Oh, how are you? Get it? He's here. Can you hear? I don't know if I get it. That's a quiet because joke. You, you oh, gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, I get it. A little golf commentator. I'm working on it. Don't you are. You're getting much better. The mic yeah. is closer to you. Yeah. You're, you're the low talker. I pretty yeah. much have to put it in my mouth, but... Yeah, it's <laughs> not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what... You said. How are you, man? Good. I, I noticed that we've got this ping pong of Waples. Yeah. You do. Yeah. yeah. There is some serious shit going down that we don't know about yeah. because one week we have one, the yeah, other week we're we have the other. other yeah. We have one. Yeah. It's yeah. like it. Yeah. No, it's probably the only day of the week that I haven't seen him. Really? So I don't think it's mm-hmm. that he's avoiding me. Wow. Well, maybe that's. Well, he did say in the text stream that he needed a night off. Mm, I think it's, it's just, you know, he's feeling, I don't know what it is, emotional or something, and really? needs some alone time or something. I don't know. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Is I don't know. Balled up in the shower, rocking back and forth. Probably. Okay. If he's. Well, what time is it? He's usually done by with work by like three. Yeah, he should be home. <laughs> <laughs> and it begins. Yeah. Fashion trend that drives you most crazy. Man. <laughs> I'm, I like. I don't even know what's cool right now. I'm in. A, I'm in scrubs all the time. From your youth, or you know, or something you saw on cyclists who put their socks over their leg warmers, or you know, anything like that. I was gonna say the the really um, like fancy tight scrubs people wear nowadays. Like people are spending were, like 120 bucks on a set of scrubs. Really. Yeah, and I'm like, these are supposed to. You're supposed We're to in get jogger scrubs. Have you yeah, seen yeah, they're like very Stupid. fashionable and like I don't know. Just uh, Jackson's not well, annoying. As somebody them. who lives with someone who has joggers, they're scrubs? not that. Ba- I think yeah. they're kind of. Oh, they're way better. They're super comfortable, yeah. but yeah. They're, they're expensive. Yeah. And like I don't know, I like getting them from the vending machine and then dropping them <laughs> Mercy covered back into the vending machine. Mercy so. covered. Back. Yeah, that's so funny. You, that's how you get them. They're in a vending. They just come yeah. out in a package. You like you put you swipe your card and shoot you out some clean scrubs and then. Jesus. I don't know. I want that. I don't. I, I don't. That, it doesn't bother me that much. Though. I want. I want those like the the movie vending machines at the grocery store. I want a clothing. It's just like yeah, jeans and a t shirt. Yeah, you just pick out your outfit yeah. and then just. Yeah, that's cool. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. 
Okay, so fashionable scrubs is is your pain that you don't like. Mm. Uh, next, he's the smartest guy in the room because he shot down the offer of a rental house across the street from his parents, Mr. Jackson Bulger. <laughs> I did. I did do that. It wasn't only because you guys lived right oh, next to paused. it. Oh, you paused. You paused. It was so funny because this woman comes over and starts talking to my wife, and she's working in the front yard, and she's like going, yeah, we're going to... You know, the house is owned by our son. We're, you know, we've spent all this money fixing it up, and now we're going to go move somewhere else, and we want to find some good people to rent. And and your mom is like, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, I'll drop Jackson a text. Actually, I called you, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, you was like, hey, man, the house across the street from us is going to be out for rental. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Um, it was, thanks. <laughs> It was very interesting. I, I wish a ca- I wish a camera could have been in the car when yeah Maria when the call going. was made. No 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 no. You think that would be how it is? She didn't know where the house was because yeah. <laughs> but the entire time, the entire time I was thinking like I knew where the house was. You said yeah. oh it's the one right across. Yeah. You know and it's not directly across, but it's, it's like two down. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like oh. And she was like, a house? Like, that's so cool. Yeah. And then after the phone hung up, I was like, do you know where that is? Not to say that I like don't like you guys. I know. But no. I also know that what, you, I, what you're saying right now, pretty much. Yeah. 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 I, said, <laughs> I said in the text, we'd only be like vampires. Only come over when invited. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's a, it's a wedding season. I don't really want to move. No, uh, I no, heard from experience. Yes, so you don't want to practice wife, <laughs> right? No. Right. Um, wedding or not wedding? Your wow. trend, your fashion trend. Um, it's getting close. Yeah, yeah. Um, fashion trend. Does it need to be cycling based? No. Oh, hmm. okay. Well, scrubs aren't. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, I do not miss the trend of like super, super, super skinny jeans mm, where yeah. like on on men at least i thought that did not compliment paul us. was too the ass crack yeah yeah stuff like that. Mm-hmm. i think if your legs like if your legs look a little stickish and you have pants that yeah show how stickish they are i think it makes you look a little bit goofy skip mm. leg day bro every yeah. day yeah <laughs> yeah uh i was gonna I'll, I'll give sam his intro because he's not here um i said if he's here, he's the leader in tuxedo sizing because yeah. he's he's the only yeah. guy amongst us who's who's gone out and done that. Me, I am the artist formerly known as Ticker Boy. I am <laughs> I am now Sir Sinus Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Sam was like, you should call yourself Sinus Boy. I'm like, no, I'm Sir Sinus. Sir Sinus. Everybody's knighthood. <laughs> I have become the knight of standard heart rate. Uh, my fashion trend, I don't like. I I, I wrote down both. Cycling and non-cycling. And it's funny that we all mentioned, well, except for David, in some form. Well, actually, we did all mention some form of tight-wearing, leg-oriented leg things. They're all like skinny scrubs. Yeah. I was going to say mom jeans. Yeah. I have a problem with mom jeans. Mm. I think they're terrible. I thought they were That's terrible, rough. and I think they're still terrible. It's a rough call. Really? They're, per- they're not going away. Oh, God, they're freaking terrible. They were around in the 80s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah, so and they would, were terrible then. Yeah. Well, would you rather have low-rise jeans? No. No. Why are we trying to bring no. back Why do we have to go extremes? Why do we have to go higher, low, or higher, low? Why can't we just go medium? Well, it, 
it's playing with body structure. You right just don't middle. get it. <laughs> <laughs> my cycling one is I have a problem with non-black shorts. I still to this day have a problem with yeah, cycling yeah. shorts that are not black. Uh, gentlemen, how are things going in your cycling life? Uh, last week, but we, I guess we can start with Paul because I, I it'll be short. I have any crickets? Yeah. I actually got a ride in today. What? I saw your Wahoo file that you were holding up on your phone. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I got one in. uh, You have a legit excuse. I'm not busting your balls. You you finished moving. Yeah. Well, kind of. And then you were telling me before we went on air. You were telling me before we went on air about all the little, oh, this doesn't work. And that doesn't work. Yeah, we're going to do this. Assholes took a shit before they moved out. Yeah. And didn't flush. Didn't flush. Yeah. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. You. Just remember whose house this was. Yeah. I gave you an upper decker. <laughs> well, it's been a long time. That thing's white. Ew. <laughs> Sucked up all the toilet water. Oh, That's right. Ew. Like a sponge. Oh. I'm not grabbing it, though. What did you eat? <laughs> no, I got out. I uh, got out. Well, the routine now if on our days off, so we... We wake up, we eat breakfast, have coffee, and then take Flanders, our dog, down to uh, Riverfront Park, which is about three blocks away from our place now. Yeah. So we just go down by the Spokane River. And it's great. The weather's nice and everything. And he's just like in heaven. He's just loving it. So <clears throat> um, anyway, so we get this walk, walks in. And in fact, today in this walk, I'm coming back by the... In Spokane, Riverfront Park has this giant red wagon, and we're cutting across the lawn. This guy, pride goes, of our city, pack filler. This older guy, I love that play. I mean, that podcast. I go really nice. What? Introduce myself. And he says, "Yeah, listen, you guys crack me up." And he goes, "I don't listen to all the episodes." And I said, "Well, there's three hundred and almost, well, almost four hundred episodes. Yeah, so you yeah. gotta catch up, buddy. Get your shit done. So <laughs> you no. won't get all the inside jokes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But anyway, it was good to hear. That, you know, just walking because I, I was wearing the freak flag. It says yeah. Filler. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. And so then I came home and we I did a bunch of more stuff, hang some pictures, worked on the furnace a little bit you know the fun things and, mm. <laughs> um and then i renee goes just go for a ride so i said all right i'll just go up for about a yes an dear. hour and, yes i needed it yeah. and i'm thinking this is gonna feel like shit and about oh probably a good 20 minutes into it i'm like holy crap this i felt like i was in heaven and i didn't mm. feel like i hadn't been riding for a while but yeah i'm riding by myself so when everybody goes blown by me the next time, <laughs> I can stay with nope I can't stay yeah. with them. yeah yeah but anyway David you've been right you it's work's been kicking you in the nuts it sounds like yeah the last two weeks were were uh, just uh, like seventy hour weeks but um, I still managed to make it out to the Wednesday night mountain bike race and then the Thursday night throwdown slash race on both weeks jeez and then oh. one ride on the weekend. And last weekend at the at the Wednesday night, I I was like fourth place, twenty seconds from the front. So that felt two lapper, two lapper, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was doing pretty good there. I think it's the whole like I'm only doing like you know the two races and then like a hard weekend ride, and then just more recovery than I've ever done. So yeah, it's actually going fairly. It's well. It's working. Yeah, and I noticed the face is cleared up, but the stash is yes. is full prominence, and you've got the tousled look on top. It's 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 good look, man. Very Euro, I'm hoping. It and is. also my wife's never seen my upper lip. She has not? Never. Ever. Mm-mm. I've never had an exposed upper lip since before medical school. 
So wow. it's either beard or mustache. So at this point, I don't know if she'd go for it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's great. You, you guys may never see it either. Okay. Wow. I do yeah. have to I do have to uh, pull it back into around to me again because hmm. um I do need, I want to say that about going on 4 weeks ago I shaved my mustache down mm. to just stubble. Nobody said anything. <laughs> my wife didn't say shit. She didn't notice. At one point, my 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 parents are sitting across the dinner table, and I said, "I'm like, you know what? I, I I'm going to ruin the evening here." My wife doesn't look me in the face anymore because <laughs> I have. I mean, I, in still, the none of you assholes have even noticed. I mean, I. Well, you got it's a dark section. Yeah, even your stubble is always mm-hmm. dark. Yeah. So I thought you were just trying to keep it. No, I'm, nice I'm slowly tight. cleaning it up. I'm mm-hmm. slowly, but I I, do, I work in a high school and I'm ready for everybody going like, oh my god, you look terrible. <laughs> Cover that face with hair. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. and so so I'm doing it slowly and 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 nobody noticed. So mm. I just want to, you know, I guess. Mm. I mean, Sam was everybody's looking at my the breasts. One, the one who like wasn't here and then was, so he really should have noticed. So if it was anybody, yeah. it was him. Yeah, he never it's did. Him. He never yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, never did. Yeah. None of you guys did. Jackson, how's your writing? Good. Yeah. Last good. week. All right. Well, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, last week was a good week. Um, I wrote on Wednesday. Then I did our uh, throwdown on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, which was fun. I love doing those. Um, David was a little kind to himself. He was in a breakaway for a majority of that night. Mm. So that was fun. Um, mm. And it was just kind of fun, you know. That playing was a great team. one. It was. It was a lot of fun playing team tactics, being the party pooper, doing all that stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> your um, inner asshole came out a little bit, but your inner asshole is such a nice person. I mean, he's, he's yeah. like an asshole. It's just he's little guy. He's like a little perky, yeah. you know, Brazilian waxed, clean. <laughs> right. Bleached. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> bleached. Bleached. <laughs> but it, like, <laughs> Jackson's a bleached asshole. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I'm clean. Um, <laughs> but that was fun. Um, I, Which part? The insult, the asshole comments or the ride? Well, the ride. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we rode on Saturday. We did. Was really good. Um, yeah. So big training week. And then um, I, on these weeks, race weeks, I usually wait until... If I ride, it'll be the day before, or just wait till race day. So, yeah. deciding on that, but a little bit easier this week. I'll be quick. I got, uh, I did two to three rides on the trainer again. Uh, yeah, don't at me because I, I have a reason. Like I said, I don't want somebody to come. You know, have my wife to have to constantly go. Huh? I gotta go pick up my husband again. He's dying on the side of the road. <laughs> um, and so I did those just to kind of test things and did some intervals on the on the trainer and then got out on Saturday with you guys. And I know you guys weren't going super hard. It, we, we never had any moments where I was like, oh, fuck, I can barely hold on. Uh, but uh, we did climb a regional climb called Charles, which how would you describe it, Paul? How long? And I think percentage? it's... Uh like uh, almost two kilometers, I think, and mm-hmm. and that's there's twelve percent gradient involved. In it's evil. Sections. It's yeah, it, yeah. Evil. yeah. So. And every time I've done it over the last five years, the wind has been going just Down. about the speed. Oh but, yeah, just about the speed mm-hmm. you're traveling. And yep. if it's in the eighties Fahrenheit, that 
it's just your your head is a microwave. Mm-hmm. It's just it was so hot, and I was it was it was kind of a you know not to not to dwell too much on the ticker thing, but uh, it was so interesting to be riding at that point because we got to the base of the climb and I'm like okay don't go don't try to hold on to him because dude you can't climb and um, <laughs> and second of all just chill just hold tempo just hold pace. And with the stillness of the the fact that you're going as fast as the wind and just the heat, all I could hear was my breathing and my heart rate. And I was just listening to my heart going, don't you do anything. Don't you even think don't about you it. You fucking do it. God, I'll punch you right in the aorta. I, <laughs> I will kick your ass. I was just, I was, come on, come on, come on. And it was just. And I'm just going. Hold Sounds on, man. pretty hold regular. On, hold on, hold on. Yeah. And I got to the top, and uh, you know, I didn't do anything majestic or fast, <laughs> like it would. Uh, <laughs> but it was good, and it, it was really nice to get out there and do that. We did. I, I ended up with about 50 miles, and you know, felt like better. So it, it, you know, every time if I happen to go into AFib, the recovery is getting shorter. And so that's what's cool. So uh, hopefully we'll get there. Hey, that's a good long. I mean, I think the what was your time up there? It was you guys almost long. nailed the we topped ten. He topped, yeah. yeah. Sam got eighth. I got ninth. Um, nice. I think it was. I want to say like it can't be two minutes. No, no, it's no. like two k or twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. I don't know what the time was, but it wasn't very long. Yeah, for sure. I was. Um, it's a, at least well, if it was like ten minutes. So you had a twenty minute workout. Yeah, I was four minutes behind them. <laughs> oh, only four. Okay, four minutes. I'm sorry, behind that was them. wrong. <laughs> but that's a good stress. I mean, I you looked know, at he's... the. I'm sitting at, at in, in here in the studio after the ride. I'm like you know, going, hey, I, you know, I, I actually PR'd that climb. Four minutes. Twenty two eighteen was yeah, my so twenty two. Yeah, it's it it's a that gives you an idea. Yeah, that's a tough that's that is. a twenty minute climb. Yes, yeah. it is. Huh. It's like a two minute descent, isn't it? I don't know. Oh yeah. I I've been to try it on a tandem someday. My I wife, I took my wife down and on a tandem once, and I, I was I'm so glad that she had no computer because I was looking at the computer and on a tandem we 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 went over sixty miles an hour. We got to the bottom. She's like, "Wow, that was really fast. How fast did we go?" Actually, on the way down, she's like, "How fast are we going?" I'm oh like, my god, um, forty. Does it is it like feel safer because of the wide the long wheelbase? Like I, I've never felt if, good if, at fifty. If so. you are in sync with each other, yes. And if you're and if the stoker trusts the captain, mm. yes. But if not, it, yeah. No. I mean, if she tends to, if she were to tense up, it's just you can't ride, you can't steer the bike, right? You know. But but she trusted me. Huh. I've hit I've hit sixty two on that. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, it's a fast ascent. It's really fast. And it, well, like I was saying, when we climbed it, it used to be gravel in the early days of racing. And if you got out of the saddle, you'd spin out Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we rode 42-21. Yeah. You pansy asses. (laughs) Um, I'd I'd like to take a a short trip, if you will, down WTF Lane. Um, Our weeknight road scene is around 50 to 60 riders. Mm. 50 to 60. Um, I, I'm, I'm noticing that weekend races are struggling even harder. Um, I'm, I'm hearing every single race promoter who's putting on a road event saying, hey, we need some people to sign up or we're going to cancel the race. This mm. has happened 
even before COVID, can I am I correct in assuming this? Mm-hmm. Why aren't people road racing? Our weekend mountain bike race, our weeknight mountain bike race, is over three hundred people. Three hundred plus people. Yeah. Um, our twenty four hour numbers are up. By the way, I do need to mention that that's happening this week, and you can still sign up two four hours of Riverside dot com twenty four hours of Riverside dot com. Um, are those numbers are up? What's wrong with road racing? Is 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 road cycling inaccessible? Is it the learning curve? Do you foresee any growth or continued decline? What's going on? Does anybody have a theory? I I think it's that it's not as welcoming. I mean, you look at the there's 300 people out there at the Wednesday night mountain bike race, but like 10 to 20 are racing. You know, like like racing yeah, each other yeah. for like the yeah. fastest two lap time. Everybody else is like out there doing it against themselves they're like they're racing themselves they're just out there for a good time there's beer afterwards so it's more inclusive you know the thing about the the raceway which i think we've had pretty decent turnout since the raceway started mm-hmm. back up yeah. this year but you get dropped and like it's really not that fun anymore yeah mm-hmm. so i think but don't that, get dropped then well i agree <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Simple. i think yeah. it's it's uh you're not seeing as big of numbers because you don't have that many people that are fast enough to stay in a in a large race at the raceway. There's a A pack, a B pack, and a C pack. That's true. I can't speak for the B. Like I don't know. I don't know why they don't show up to that. I. It's a good point. I, I don't know what, what's the size of the B. I I know that on the average we've had twenty five in the A's. Yeah, know, yeah. the B's pretty close to that. I don't know, honestly. I think that our bees are, I would say, pretty close. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit less. I've been noticing some of the bees moving up to the A's with us. Yeah. So. For the people who are who are not sure of what the categorization is, they do this for simplicity on a weeknight race. So the A pack you would consider to be like cat one twos threes, uh, B pack uh, force fives, um, older masters. Hi, Paul. Um, but you're, you're, he's an A though. That's what makes you such a god. And I mean, not that far behind you um, <laughs> in age, but but uh, and then the CPAC is is it goes before everything. It is newbies. It is people who are, you know, just kind of getting the comfort feel of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not insulting the CPAC. So if you're in the CPAC mm-hmm. and you all of a sudden you hear about this and you're like going, hey, asshole. If you see me, I'll be in my kit and I'll be an asshole boat and I'll tell you to fuck off. But um. <laughs> And your mom is a whore. And your mom's a whore. <laughs> um, but but so we got those categories. So I, I'm sorry, it took me a while to explain that. Did you remember your train of thought? No, I kind of finished what I was going to oh, say. Okay. But oh, um, great, sorry. But again, like we all do that race and go home. There's yeah. no community afterwards. Like we show up and like I think I see you guys there and we catch up and I see a few other people. But like these, the Wednesday night race, the 24 hour race, that is like a weekend or a whole event where there's food, there's beer, there's hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people want. This this race down in Oregon, Gia's, I don't know what it was called. It was some gravel thing last weekend. People pay like $500 for this. Yeah. And and it's just a spirited together ride with food and beer. And like it's an event. Can road wrap itself around without? I mean, I guess I, you know, I know that everybody here in this room understands the importance of Fondos. Yeah. But do we want that to be? where our sport heads no Mm -mm. 
But think about the big crit weekends where you have vendors and like people set up on tents and it goes around a park. Those are the big races where you get huge turnouts. And again, it's like a, it's an event that people want to go hang out at. Do you get huge turnouts of riders or do you get huge turnouts of spectators who are sitting around drinking beer? Well, I think it's, I think you get, you get more riders and a lot of spectators. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and I think people enjoy the, the spe- having spectators and the just the whole event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think uh, it depends on it. There's some promoters who have found a niche. Yeah. Oh, you're empty because I'm going to say something. You're going to have to take a drink. Okay. So Keep Ace going. at, at Turtle Bloom, drink. Oh. He just posted on Facebook that the Pro 1-2s and the women... He's looking to add a fifth stage. They had 80-some starters in the Pro 1-2s. It's pretty good. Wow. Yeah, and if you look at any of their footage on YouTube, if you go tear to bloom stuff, it, it, it is the people on the side of the, stro- uh, side of the road, you know, for the crit, I mean, it's, I mean, people are showing up, and, and then you have a pack of 80 and a small crit. I mean, so I don't think it's dead by means, but I think, I think it's, like our local one that we're going to be having here, uh, you know, it's a heck of a drive. You know, Spokane is is fairly small. I mean, we're over five hundred thousand in the metropolitan area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not like Seattle, a couple million. So mm-hmm. you know, there, there's that. But some of the people, like I don't, I'm not going to go across the state anymore to do a one day race. I just yeah. can't do that. Um, so I think roadies also have a bit of an ego. I know I have one. Excuse right? me. Yeah. So like I think sometimes after a race there might be a little bit of like animosity between riders sometimes, and I wonder if that could also kind of come into play on how much it, each individual would want to speak to one another. I mean, because I know that like sometimes like in a specific race, I know that I could have. I could have just ridden away that a rider maybe didn't like, and they don't want to talk to me. You, you know? don't think that happens in mountain bike races? I think it happens less. Really? Yeah, just because I, I disagree. Think, well, I, I say that it happens less because I think that there is less um, rider-to-rider contact. Not physical contact, but yeah. just like contact with one another. Because we're all racing in a pack. We're all using, in a way, we're all using each other for each other for our own advantage in yeah. like pack riding yeah. and in mountain biking you don't really pack ride as much as you excuse me pack ride as much yeah um and so i think that might have a little bit to do with that you can mess each other That's up a good point yeah you can yeah. you can screw with each other while you're trying to make an attack i'm sure it just the, i would think i would agree with some of that i think on the local scene at least but uh like our our training series that's not a place you want to hang out at the end of the day because of the, the venue, the because venue of the itself. location. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would say, I mean, if we could close down a, a section of downtown, <laughs> people would stick around. They really yeah. would, to yeah. be honest with yeah. you. So yeah. um, that's you know, it, it, and when you're out in the woods and the mountain bike, you know, you're kind of like camping. It has that that atmosphere. Yeah. So I think yeah. that has a big same with cyclocross. Same thing. You're yeah. just it's just a laid back. But when you're in an empty track. And, you know, designed for cars going around. It's just like, why would we hang around there? And mm-hmm. 
it's interesting because I'm just thinking of all these parallels. Mountain biking is is out of the way. So road cycling is now officially out of the way. There's only places we can race anymore. It's it's industrial parks, it's it's auto tracks, it's things like that. Um, or very far um, rural areas where where we can we can start and finish a road race. Um, yet people want to hang out in the out of the way places of mountain bike races, but they don't want to hang out in out of the way places of road races. We've um, and, and and so we, what we're saying is we're all finding these problems that road cycling has, but we don't know how it can be fixed and and it this this is what personally in this country kind of worries me because sure we've got these massive crits these massive downtown crits in these larger metropolitan areas we've got california who has a huge crit series things going on um but but the rest of the country is it's not happening and mm-hmm. and and it's it's dwindling now is it do you guys think we're we're experiencing a pendulum swing where very similar that has happened i mean i remember when lamond won his first tour road cycling kicked off i remember when voldemort won his first tour cycling road cycling kicked off and and things like that oh i'm going to talk about that asshole a little bit later i but i can't say his name specifically because i said asshole and he'll probably sue me but um <laughs> but but where do we is is the pendulum going to swing back do we think that road cycling is going to make it a make a comeback or or is this going to be a slow fizzle out and should i have started a podcast about golf <laughs> you know I am seeing some sort of a pendulum swing. I think that people are really interested to get out and road race a little mm-hmm. bit more, at least from what I've seen over the past, I would say this year in particular, mm-hmm. people are yeah. really keen to make stuff happen, which mm-hmm. is really, really encouraging. I mean, in the past, mind you, the past three years has been kind of difficult, but ever since I've gotten into cycling, these, like, these, this series of road races hasn't been around, yeah. and that's been coming up on six years now. Yeah. And so it just like it's really good to see all this stuff coming up. I, our our Thursday night rides were getting pretty good numbers and stuff like that. So yeah. it's it's it is really good, and I think people just want to ride bikes. I mean, I'm seeing some of our local mountain bike high schoolers showing up to our Thursday night fast yeah. rides. And yeah. So that's yeah. what what would you really guys cool. say is the average number on those rides? The the the, on the Thursdays, the TNT ride, not yeah. the the you um, guys yeah. Period yeah ride. I think it's like it's been like fifteen, right? Roughly. Maybe yeah, 20? 15, 20, I think. And that's pretty respectable, that's a, I think. Yeah. It's a good group ride. Yeah, yeah. And that's not forgivable. I mean, that is not, what I mean forgivable, it's not forgiving. It is, you get dropped, you yeah, see you later. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, but it's a short circuit, right? And and the cool thing is it's usually people, at least they used to just wait at the top of the hill so everybody comes up, you know, matter yeah. how long people chit-chat. I yeah. mean, that, and to be honest with you, that's where that community Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. I mean, it's more that mountain bike cyclocross we're yeah. talking about afterwards, but we're in the middle of the road, so we got to move. Yeah. But, you know, still, the, everybody waits as opposed to, you know. Yeah, and that's what I think is so cool is that we are, with these rides, it creates some sort of a community mm-hmm. that, oh, we're all in this together. And everybody afterwards rides up the South Hill because for some weird reason, we all live on the South Hill. Um, <laughs> we're snobs. Yeah. yeah. But um, you could I don't live anymore. You, he doesn't oh, anymore. Yeah. Well, he'll just finish his ride immediately. You could yeah. live even more on the South Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I could. You're not wink, stealing my. Wink. You're not stealing my milk, though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh I intentionally said that joke. 
Waples oh, joke. Man. But yeah. I, 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 I do think it creates, like, when we're riding up the South Hill, we're talking about, oh, this was a hard moment, or, oh, I yeah. almost got yeah. dropped here. And that's that's a fun thing that we all get to experience together. Yeah. And and it's the, the Twilight series that I've done, the one, and then the second one where I went out with my camera, we went out to dinner afterwards. And yeah. I just, I like that, that mm-hmm. post-ride go someplace. It's kind of funny that, you know, here for the, with our local series, it is out on this auto race track, and we're very close to a very large resort area that we should, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wish there was a way to kind of talk to those guys and say, hey, you know, can we yeah. all, but there's no outdoor kind of, but I don't yeah. know. It'd be, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the other thing is, it's from, from most people's houses, it's probably about uh, eight, yeah. ten miles away. Yeah, because we all live house. on the south yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you're going to feel good about, I mean, to me, that's the other benefit of of the TNT. We we used to finish at Benedito's, right, yeah. and have yeah. a beer, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you don't have to feel bad about hopping in your car if you had one or two beers. You yeah. know, you that's true. Should, that's true. Yeah, we would it's ride a little bit home, better. Still legal, is... <laughs> but uh, yeah. but at least you're not gonna, you know. When when I first started, we used to go to like the Elk or a brewery after every um, Thursday night race or whatever. Tuesday, I think it was Tuesdays back Tuesday. then. Tuesday, mm-hmm. yeah. And that I think that's same thing. It's just like you you have the community that comes together afterwards, and that's yeah. what that's what we need mm-hmm. to to get to get people to show up. Perry Street Brewing has a mm. wonderful yeah. deck. Oh, just saying, just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah, of which, let's jump into tonight's topic. Brought to us by our friends at Perry Street Brewing, neighborhood brewing at its finest in the heart of Spokane's Perry District. Brilliant beer, food, and atmosphere, and they don't have that ramen thing anymore. Ramen Rito? I haven't no. seen it. Bring it back. (laughs) (laughs) Official beer of the pack filler. Okay. Uh, Here's how we're going to go into this. Who saw today's Giro stage? Paul? Yes. Jackson, you probably highlighted. Caught them all. Yep. David hasn't watched shit. David doesn't even pay attention to bike racing. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have predicted of the three of us, Garrett Thomas would have attacked Primos Roglic and left them behind. Who would have honestly predicted that? None of us. Crickets. Uh-uh. No effing way. Me. Thoughts on Garrett making it? To, yeah, you did, did, look at your sheet. Did you even filled it out? And then you filled it out late, and then you were like, "Oh, who's winning?" Well, I didn't yeah, see I'm, I'm Sagan. Let's say Peter wasn't on this list. Sagan's yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts on Garrett making it to Sunday? It's seeming pretty damn possible mm-hmm. at this point. It's uh-huh. crazy because we were all eyes on tail, and then mm-hmm. cracked. What? You, you said semen. Uh oh! I was like, I didn't even oh, notice. Yeah. He just whispered semen yeah. in the, in my ear, and I'm like, <laughs> you said semen. <laughs> Sophomore glue. <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, I I thought I mean this has been a classic zero. It's just everything has hit the fan and. The one, like the strongest man in the end, has won. And I did I say that at the beginning that not the best rider, but the strong. I no, didn't hear no, it. No, <laughs> no, apparently I did. I didn't hear it. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure in our original Giro preview that I said the strongest individual will win, not the yeah. best rider will win. And I think we're seeing the strongest individual win, not the strongest rider. I will say, quick step. Wow, they got two people left. I feel so bad for them. <laughs> 
Patrick Lefebvre didn't obviously, you know, slay a goat and dance around a fire no. or something like that because they shit is uh, not going. Apparently, he's passing his time looking at porn on Twitter. What? You, you gotta go in the Escape Collective. They had a little short story on it. Oh, really? When you like something, yeah, on Twitter, everybody sees if you follow me what they liked, and apparently, there's some porn on there that he's oh. giving thumbs up. Oh. Yeah. So, Escape Collective, yeah. CC. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that the internet has some of that pornographic yeah, material. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. know. I, I, I'm yeah. very it's new. It's uh, semen more popular these days. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> oh Jesus! I think I actually have that. No. Do I? No. no I don't no. know. I got no I rim shot. I gotta get no my rimshot. I gotta get my sound effects in front of me so yeah. I can see more of it. Or I just need to, you know. Did you really just say rim shot? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Better rim We're, job. We got a we got a theme tonight. <laughs> is this is this a race of whoever's left? It feels are, like. Are it. we looking at this? I mean, yeah. is is this like oh well, Garrett's winning because nobody else is there? Is is no. I, I said it, no. but I don't necessarily mean it. So don't take me seriously. I, I, it's like I love you back in high school. <laughs> I said it, but I don't mean it. <laughs> uh, no, I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think people forget that, that the Grand Tours are more of... It, it. There's an attrition side of a thing. Yeah. There is, you know, tactics. It is all... You have to say... You have to have good equipment. Equipment has to be reliable. You know, you have to be able to... Um, you know, use strategy with the people that that fall off and sure. people disappear. So, no, it, I mean the one who wins is is the deserving winner, just like Jackson was saying about the the strongest guy. There's because everybody has a bad day, yeah. at least one, and it's just a matter of surviving. And that could have it's, been Rokledge's day today. Yeah, the way he was riding, he just was not there. No. And, and last week he was. Like a rabbit off the front, mm-hmm. he was just boom, 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 and then this week is like, oh, oh. But this is the first day off of a rest day, and different riders respond differently. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, after a rest, and day, the weather's so. been just oh. horrendous. Well, I think this Grand Tour and our last Vuelta has really begged the question of Roglic: Is he a reliable leader anymore? It's to me, it's coming down to the answer of no. He crashes every time, he gets dropped, or he just can't. It's really just those two, and so it's it's kind of, I think. I mean, we're seeing it with Sepp Kuss too. Could he be used in a different setting now? Could he yeah. be used for Vinugo instead of Roglic anymore? Because Roglic seems like he kind of falls by the wayside every time he's put under pressure. There's so many riders who get thrust. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hold up what was that 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh, oh, there we go. There's so many writers who get thrust into this three week <laughs> grand tour, <laughs> grand tour position, but they honestly I, I could be so incredibly good at one weeks at these small, you know, at these, uh, you know, not so glorious, I guess, events. And it is Primoz Roglic, is he a really good one week stage racer? Perry Nice, uh, Torino Adriatico, um, those types of events. And should we, uh, remember, he's won three Vueltas. He has won three row, Vueltas yeah. in a row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, okay. and no one's ever won four. Yeah. So, yeah. This might be the year he's going to hop down and he'll set a record. So, okay. he, he does have that capability, he has rotten luck. And I think he's a little bit, you know, I think he's a little squirrely on the bike a little bit he after is. a few crashes. You know, yeah, I never noticed it. But it's after like a Nordic jump, everyone he, he he's Nordic jumper, so he's like when he lands, it's yeah. like whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do want to say that somebody in this room picked um, Primos Joao Almeida for his overall winners, and he picked Remco. Damn it! Yeah. Why didn't I pick Garrett? <coughs> Uh, so I'm, you know, I guess I'm doing okay. Joao Meda is was, was rode incredibly well today. Yeah, I was really shocked to see him do that because typically in the past when we've seen him ride a three week, he's kind of reached that pinnacle moment, and then right when everybody goes away, he's one of the few that stays yeah. back. And I'm really happy to see a young guy like him go forward. And I would, I would really love to see him after this Giro go on to a tour and work with. Roglic. We've never seen them in a race before. Yeah. And I think that'd be really entertaining. So or not a Roglic. Excuse me, Pikachu. Yeah. So I'm trying to move on, keeping the show going here. And I've, I've decided that I'm not going to do the mid-roll breaks anymore because you guys don't want to. I, I don't want to listen to commercials in the middle of my podcast. So I'm not going to make you guys listen to commercials in the middle of your podcast. There we go. I'm going to lose money for you. Wow. Yeah. Uh, last night, on, and so our topic, this is kind of where we go with this, um, uh, talking about the Giro and moving into, last night on the rest day, I was able to take a moment and watch this recent GCN documentary, um, Giro 88, and I was, I have to admit, I had a whiskey in me, and so I was like, <laughs> I got on my phone, I'm like, you guys need to watch this, that's awesome. Te- texting. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit, yeah. it was a little bit, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about the dick pics. Um, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to go to you guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, looking at my wife, did you get that? She's going, nope. nope. I'm like, oh, damn it. Yeah, Did it again. Yeah, APB. Yeah. I guess I'm not going to run for political office. <laughs> Another mom joke. Yeah, yeah. You are... You're riding He's on the, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riding the yeah. childish gravy train tonight. Yep. Um, on the it's on GCN on the eighty eight zero, and I know Paul's seen it. And uh, but Paul, so give us a if 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 I'm throwing you under the bus here, a little recap. Like if you had to do like a thirty second one minute recap on that eighty eight zero and that particular stage, how would you have described it for the for the people who haven't seen it yet? 
or it, 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 it is probably one of the most iconic iconic uh, stages yeah. probably in Grand Tour history. Um, uh, an American team, an American, the only American ever to win the Giro. Um, and he was a, a super domestique for Greg LeMond, the American hero. And yeah. he switched to 7-Eleven, which was, you know, no one, no one had Andy Hampston as a pick. And this stage, uh, I think it was Maximo, their, their team doctor or something, knew that area yeah. really well and just went to a ski shop and bought all the stuff because they were prepared. Nobody was prepared for the snow on top. The, the director of the race of the Giro uh, told everybody it's fine up there. There's no snow. and But people Jesus. actually, uh, you, you need to watch, you watch that show. It's a great you, you documentary. Can see it. Yeah. And that he didn't, Andy Hampson didn't win the stage on that, but he went into the pink mm-hmm. and was able to keep it the finish but it was all on that and uh, there was some great preparation on their side but they were some very cold people horrible Hot, snow yeah uh, mm-hmm. massive hypothermia yep. um, issues where riders are coming across the line and you look like it looks like they're jumping up and down for joy in a hug but what they're people doing is they're trying just to trying to circulation sh- keep the, and get their bodies back and warm it, it was is, it's amazing um, it's it, it, yeah I mean, it, it was one of the most iconic races I've, as you said Paul that I've ever seen in my life uh, and I remember I think my dad said it best when when we talked about it because you know we had to wait for the magazines to come to us and dad said you know, huh, funny and i said what he says, that a guy from colorado would do well in the snow <laughs> it's like oh, you're he's right. originally from yeah. north carolina I mean, north dakota oh okay well, oh yeah. even oh, worse he used to oh, the otc God. have not that i saw it, but yeah. i had a friend that was at the otc when he was there and they had north dakota state tree and it was a telephone pole <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty good would um and I, I'm sorry to you know seclude the guys you know push out the guys who weren't alive in '88, but would Andy <laughs> have won if it weren't for that stage? Do you think, Paul? No, I don't uh, think so. Won the race. I, I you know he's a fantastic climber and he, he he came he put up a good fight in a lot of other Grand Tours. He he won Tour of Switzerland twice. Yeah, and and great fashion. But speaking of. A writer who just couldn't keep it together in three weeks. Yeah. Just not. It's just one bad day, but his bad days were bad days. Yeah. So he had some some pretty good tours, especially in the, the Lobby Claire year. I remember uh, that he had. Oh, he, he had was some good rides. Fantastic. Um, one a uh, one Alto yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was um, great with Motorola. Yeah. Ninety two. Um, who's to blame for that stage not being canceled? And that's where we're going to kind of drift to here. <laughs> drift, snow drift. That's not a sex joke, David. Uh, well, Just keep it out. I wasn't How even going. You, you could have made it. You could have made <laughs> it a sex joke. Quick, make drift a sex joke. Sorry, the game. That's a hard a one. Big ask. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, drift into my DMs. <laughs> pushing it on that one. Yeah. Real pushing it. <laughs> Tokyo Push drift it. on over here. <laughs> So anyway, would that have would that have uh, you know who's to blame for that stage not being canceled? Is that organizers? Yeah, that was yeah. the director. Everybody blamed and Mother Nature. Yeah, Mother Nature. But uh, yeah, I think there's a couple of them. It, now there's a uh, bad weather protocol that yeah, you know, even heat. There's like certain temperatures and flooding. There's a in eighty eighty seven Tour de France. There was a stage that was the water was one foot deep. 
there was flooding in this one went going through a town you can yeah. find footage of it it's just like almost axle deep of water they and rode through they, it yeah they rode through it it's okay like, so that's where i want to uh, so our initial observations of bike racing in the 80s the bikes were heavier predominantly steel uh the gears I made a joke at the beginning of this on the onset of the show. You rode a 42, maybe 23 um, up these massive mountains. Uh, the clothing technology. I think there's a comment in that in that documentary about the fact that rain capes were just plastic. You were just mm-hmm. basically putting on a layer of plastic. PVC. Yeah. Flexible yeah. PVC. And, wow. I, you know, I, Andy mentioned the fact that he had a pair of neoprene gloves that he was so thankful yeah. for. And I... I and, Jersey technology, clothing technology was so far behind. Um, so they continued on, and in current days we don't. So I'm, you know, to 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 quote a book I read once: Are we talking about the pussification of society? Are people becoming are, are these guys too soft, or is this good decision making in terms of bike racing? And should riders are are the riders being treated with greater respect, or are they still being treated like absolute shit? Well, do you think they, the riders would not do it if they were, if there wasn't somebody looking out for them? Like, I feel like if that happened to me in a race, I would just keep going. Like, I bet they would do it. It's really? just that there's people that are like, no, 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 this isn't safe. We're worried about people dying or whatever, you know. Well, they, there's, you know, there's in the past, they've had riders protest and sit down and won't start the race because of the course or... And that's how race days came around. Is uh, that's when Bernardino you know, said this is ridiculous. They were running like, two stages in a day. Yeah, they, they were had doing like that for a while. double stages yeah. in the morning and the afternoon, and they they were stacking them. And they just said, "No, we're not going to race." So yeah. um, <clears throat> seems soft. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I think um, cycling has evolved, and there's a great narrator. The narrator, the guy who did the wrote the book on this yeah. whole story and everything on, on Giro 88. He said, today's racing, the, you know, Grand Tours are about speed. Back then, it wasn't really speed. It yeah. was the the whole, you know, involvement of getting up the hill. And, and, and you know, when they went down hills, they would go fast, but they're not doing what they're doing now. And that's why I think we have um, – an enormous amount of crashes that are heinous. I mean, yeah. people, these guys used to race without helmets, yeah, and come down the same same places that they're doing now. And now these guys are messed up because mm-hmm. our equipment is faster, and it is all about speed. How fast you can go down the mountain, how fast you go up the mountain, and how fast your sprint is. So, yeah, hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily think that it's the pussification of society. I think that it is. Maybe we look at what are the long-term effects um, of riding in uh, hypothermic conditions. I mean, I know that one of the four of us in the room gets blue hands when it drops below a certain temperature. <laughs> because I rode a lot in, in the cold weather. Yeah. yeah. So I, th- I, I think that there is a little bit of like what happens long-term in the effects of riding in adverse conditions. But I also do agree that I think that a lot of these riders realize that this is their livelihood. And so they're going to put their bodies through a lot to earn that paycheck for lack of a better term or that accolade also isn't it like would it be as good of a race if you knew ahead of time that the snow on the mountain like was gonna be such a barrier like isn't it doesn't it make it such a good race the fact that nobody knew what they were in for 
It, it, it does now, but it also you have to take into account that the fact that they were going, but they were bombing down that that mountain Which in the snow, and it was colder on the on the descent, yeah. and not because the wind was coming yeah. from the north and it descended on the north side. So. I mean, there's the extreme weather element, but there's also the rider safety element, and that's what that's where that whole thing. You're just watching that that documentary going. Are you kidding me? How did they pull that off? And the, the other thing too, um, that those guys barely got paid compared to what they get paid yeah, now. Yeah. So I think the the investment that that these teams have on the riders is also That's part of the yeah. bearing of like, listen, I'm not gonna. This guy's worth five million dollars. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to have him on one stage. You know, no, we need to come up with an idea that yeah. I get to get my money's worth. So, and talk then, talk to me about your personal rules for for cold or extreme weather. Hmm. Um, I I think a little birdie told me the other day that uh, there's a good chance that the weather is going to be more extreme for probably the rest of our lives. Hmm. Uh, That's we're gonna, weird. We're going <laughs> to. I haven't seen it like, yet. It was. It was the very. Was, I would have shot that bird. It was kind of a snow white. It was a snow white moment. Just came up to me on the shoulder, and, went, and I looked at her and I said, "What? What's that little one?" Honey, get the shotgun. You went, oh no shit. Yeah. Oh shit. So you're telling me, you know, I'm, I'm going to use one of my words. You're telling me we're fucked. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Birdie. Um. So, I know, for example, a certain person who's not here right now. Such a wimp. Speaking of pussification, <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, it's below sixty. I'm not right. Two. Sixty-two. Sixty-two? Mm-hmm. No shit, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's his limit. Sixty-two degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yep. Jesus. Whiner. God. Um like uh, do, do, does do you have to chew his food up for him and spit it into his mouth? <laughs> when it gets that cold, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, down near sixty two. <laughs> What are your guys' rules in terms of the uh, extremes? Like, for example, I, I I know some people who are like, it's going to be 100 degrees Fahrenheit today. There's no effing way I'm riding during the middle of the day, or I'm I'm going to ride mm-hmm. at all this day. And then there's the cold. If it drops below 62, um, I'm not going to ride. Or if it's raining, you know, at what point do we embrace the Velominati rule that if you're riding in bad weather, you're a badass? Mm-hmm. That's nine. Rule nine. Rule nine. Okay. They're nice. 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 Mm-hmm. Does anybody have personal rules you stick to? Yeah, I've got some. I think that I, I just don't ride in the rain. It's not worth it. I don't want to be miserable. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, <laughs> in the cold, if it's in the 20s, even in the 30s, 30s is pushing it for me. 40s, I'll be okay with it. But anything in the 30s, I think, is a little bit much for me. It's just not fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, do this for fitness and competition, but also fun. And if it's not fun because it's so cold, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, and then for the heat, I always have been told like, oh, don't ride if it's 100 degrees. Obviously, that's probably not the best idea. It's a little bit harder to exert yourself fully. But for me, the heat, I can handle way more than mm-hmm. I can the cold. I think that if it's 100 degrees at some point, I could go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wouldn't be as bothered if it was 29 degrees, you know? Yeah. So I think those are really my rules. Rain, never. I hate the never rain. rain. I hate the rain. As somebody who lives in Portland, that's kind of funny, but it's just like oh. I don't want to end a ride and be the same wetness I am as I get in the shower. 
That sounds <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Like the worst. Yeah. Well, and, then, and then there's also the warm rain versus cold rain. I mean, because, you know, well, the, the summer rain yeah, is like, way different. Uh, you know, you just want to dance around. It's like a shampoo commercial. Yeah. And there's also a possibility of drying afterwards while in like early April, late March. It's like you're going to stay cold the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Paul, you got a rule? Or are you just full Belgian on this? One? I, I in my twenties when I got started, there wasn't any weather that would stop me. I really? rode my road bike all year round. I had snow, ice, whatever, and I went down a couple of times. But yeah, bumbles bounce. <laughs> but <laughs> um, now this bumble doesn't bounce anymore. Yeah. So ice is when he, when there's ice on the road, I I have to back off. Yeah, I do. I don't really enjoy thirty. 30 degree weather or just I now at, at, at my age it's below freezing I will not go I can take extreme without you know heat heat and you're fine I, I'm mm-hmm. fine oh. I've ridden in 105 degree heat yeah and I was fine I just keep drinking and drinking and drinking and yeah. you're fine mm-hmm. and racing is different too though because mm-hmm. if you sign well, up for I train in that too oh you did yeah. okay mm-hmm. you're 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 from Slowland, so I mean, you know, you rode in heat, obviously. Well, it doesn't get that hot there. I mean, it's right on the ocean, so huh? I I never had an issue with rain down there because it wasn't um, it was that warmer rain. I don't like to start a ride in the rain, but I will as long as it doesn't look like like maybe there's a chance of it drying out, and I'll start start a, a ride if it's gonna rain if it's dry. But for me, it's usually like 45. I've gotten like I've gotten a lot better winter gear now, so I don't actually like to go out below 45 on a road bike. If it's below 45, I'll go on like a mountain bike ride or yeah. a cross bike um, down to like 30 something. But I'm with I, I don't need to be cold outside. It's so much work to put all your gear on. I could just get a good workout in on a trainer. Yeah, it's like I don't have enough time as it is. I don't need to put an extra 30 minutes into getting dressed and undressed. And where's my left shoe cover? Where's my left shoe cover? It was right here. And then the last November stuff that we put on the legs. Was it, um, and bro, spicy. Yeah, the spicy cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spicy, spicy cream. cream. That's, that's a funny way to it just get warm when you blow on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> when you blow on it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. We've gone down that road. <laughs> Uh, oh my god <laughs> tonight's rated r um, <laughs> i'm kind of that same boat though because i've become a point where trainer technologies become so advanced yeah. so you can just yeah. walk into a nice warm room and and ride and it's a piece of cake yeah it's and, nice it's quick but, but yeah but i won't do that in extreme heat obviously because I live in Spokane, Washington, and I don't have an air-conditioned house. So mm-hmm. if it's too hot, I'm either I, – I just go out and ride. I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I go out in the heat, and I'll just go out and ride. Yeah. It, you know, and, but I won't go too long, or just I'll try to early. find a ride along the river where it's in the shade or something like that. I don't like going early. <laughs> well, I like sleeping. Okay, I really, enough. really, really, really like sleeping. Mm. But you and I saw 114 one yeah. time, and we finished that. So. Bells and Waffles. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was hard. Yeah. yeah. And they bought, they brought water for the ride that usually happened in May, mm-hmm. and we were there in July, and it was a little toasty. Um, but I have something to say. I think, and I still have, probably abide by this too. When you 
are fighting the elements and stuff, there's a mental toughness that you, yeah. you develop as opposed to. Yeah. I remember uh, riding with uh, a friend of mine, Andre, and uh, we were out at, towards Cheney, it's a flatter area. And snow came in out of nowhere, and it was blowing sideways. We had to stay apart because it was from tossing us. Yeah. And and the thing is, is he goes, "This is the stuff that pays dividends in your head. You know, yeah. mental toughness. Mm-hmm. It in the you know when you're racing." And I said, "You're right. It is. Yeah. It's huge. And it's and such goes, a macho thing to and he say. Goes, but it's, how many it's, how many yeah. of, of the guys that race in this area are out riding today? Yeah. We've got one step up. Sure, they're probably doing like 45 minutes an hour." Yeah. We're we're out here for two and a half to three hours, in that and pushing through, thinking when you get in a race or in a tough situation, yeah. you've been here before. Yeah, you're not like this sucks. I was on a rowing team in college. And, I was hoping you were going to say this. Yeah, <laughs> and I always had a coach who, when it would be super super cold and horrible, he would look at us right before we we launched the boat, and he'd say, "Gentlemen, let's get one up on them sons of bitches." <laughs> I was just, mm-hmm. It's that constant. And by the way, this is a part of my psychosis because <laughs> I'm constantly thinking that somebody's out there getting one up on me. Mm. And it has become a, a source of paranoia. Mm. And I would like to thank that coach for contributing to my mental decline. Um, would you rather start in rain or have rain occur in a, in a race or a ride? Would you rather like on, okay, it's cold. It's going to be rainy. I'm good. I understand that it's going to be a wet ride. Or would you rather be halfway out there and have the rain hit you? With with that's a tough one. Do you know what's coming? Like, did you pack in the race? Did you just, bring a vest? Just answer did the you fucking said question. Pack. I'm just saying. Did like, you said bag. <laughs> God. <laughs> I would rather it, it wasn't ra- raining at the beginning because it's just like a, I would rather. It You'd rather rain. be surprised. Yeah, I'd rather be surprised mm-hmm. and hopefully have a vest or something. Yeah. yeah. That's me. Paul? Um, I I think in a race, I, I like when it, it's raining before we start oh. because I God. think half the Peloton's already quit. That was me. Head. That was me in RC3. Yeah, I was like, I don't so, want to do this. Yeah. Uh, but training ride, when you're thinking, you know what, I'll just I, – I always go through and say, okay, it's going to slow down. I'll look yeah. at that weather, you know, pull up the weather, and it looks like in about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. it'll, like, have a break. And then once you're out and it rains, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 It just makes you go faster because you were trying you to get, get home. home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think I'm of two mindsets. I really like the idea of starting, like, of starting and knowing that, like, if I'm in the mind, if I'm locked in, I can be, like Paul said, half of them have checked out. But I would way rather start when it's dry and get rained on. Because I know that I'm going to be in the heat of the moment and immediately start thinking like, oh, like this is another thing I can maybe take advantage of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I would rather it happen as a surprise in the middle of a race mm. because I don't I, I, I was sitting in my car at RC3 um, basically just spiraling mentally just like going, I'm not racing. Nope. Ep- absolutely not. And that race started and I quit. Mm. That race started and I had already quit. Yeah. And I and yes, I was going as hard as I can, uh, could to keep up with everybody, but but if you're in that mental state going in, you're already twenty mm-hmm. percent out. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, so That's I would it. rather be like, okay, it's raining, let's let's do this, let's go, you know. Yeah, but that twenty percent is like, if if you're men- mentally there, 
mm-hmm. you know, what in a race you, you get in a bad position, you have to, you know, bridge up or yeah. close a gap or whatever. When, when you're defeated and you start defeated, like you're saying, yeah. you'll never do that. That's no. when you just pull the pull the pin. And yeah, say, hey, I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to go hard. And, yeah. and that's the big difference of being, you know, mentally ready to just take on whatever. You yeah, have, little so. demons on your shoulder going. I yeah. told you so. Yeah. You shouldn't have started. Yeah. You shouldn't I, have done this. I think a mental hurdle is way tougher to overcome than a physical one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. For the sake of time, I'm not going to talk about Voldemort. <laughs> but there was a Twitter beef between him and Vodders yeah. recently that was absolute childishness. That was absolute petty bullshit. And I honestly have, you know, as somebody who produces things that are available online and media that is available to everybody else, I honestly think that we all need to be restricted in our social media where everybody has a microphone. And the irony is that we're all sitting here with a microphone in front of our face. But I can't believe the fact that people can just interject and and throw their bullshit opinions in. And I just, God, it makes me sick. Hmm. I'm not saying Vodders is a great guy. I don't know him. Um, but I, I, he was just—he was throwing some shit to P- Tebow Pino, and Tebow Pino threw a threw a hilarious response back, like "Who is Who's, this? Who this? Yeah. New phone? <laughs> who this?" You know, which was funny. And then, then somebody of washed-up nature, bullshit asshole, prickhead, needed to come in and throw his opinion in. And I just, I, I, I don't got time for that guy. I don't have time for that guy. I don't understand why the world still has time for that guy. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to get sued. Um, and everybody knows who we are. But anyway, uh, there we go. It's it, The keyboard is a place where chicken shit's hide. It's yeah. the opposite of the bike racing asshole. Mm-hmm. Because the bike racing asshole, when you're face-to-face, goes, Screw you! But the... Sorry, CP. CP would get that joke. <laughs> um, but, but, the, but the opposite... I just got an email this week. Uh, co-race director of mine with me in the 24-hour race. We got an email from a person um, who, who sent us this just nasty, horrible email about the fact that then we now have to charge $12 a day for camping. At, mm. the, at the venue site. That's not our decision. That's so, the state park's decision. Mm-hmm. $24? Yeah. Yeah. And this person was it's absolutely kind of calling sense. us unprofessional, saying <laughs> that that this person is going to cancel their credit card to enable to get a full refund back and all this kind of stuff and just ranting at us. And I guarantee if that person were to show up to the race, I would never see this person Mm-mm. because their chicken shit's hiding behind a keyboard. Yeah. And I, I, I just I hate the fact that people feel emboldened and empowered to type whatever they want without repercussions. Yeah. And I just sorry, I'm going off on a tangent, but it's just I and then seeing this Twitter beef thing like that, it's just like going people just think they're being hilarious or being, you know, empowered or emboldened by the fact that they can just type something and hit send and have no repercussions for their actions. It's just I don't get it. Same way in uh, healthcare with uh, instant access to your provider nowadays. Oh, yeah. Some I of the could things imagine. people people send, I'm just like, this really? is so wildly inappropriate. Like, we just, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Schedule an appointment. And we'll talk. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's usually the response. Yeah. See, mine are always. I whenever I talk to my doctor on my email, I'm, I'm just, first of all, thank you for your time. <laughs> Second of all. If if you got a second, could you tell me do I have to keep taking blade blockers? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> this I'm is on, really important. I'm, I'm on the floor. I can't move. 
And um, my chest hurts so bad. What should I do? This my left side of my face is gripping you. <laughs> is I'm that okay? Doing, and, and I'm losing my speech. Respond <laughs> when you feel appropriate. Thank, Thank you, you for time. your time. Oh yeah, shit! I, I dropped the drop thing or tape. I was so angry. <laughs> I, I drop. I throw away my notes. I, I I I take notes on paper, and yes, people, I recycle them. But I take notes in the. I I was taught in broadcasting by a very old school person who said you always print out your notes, and when you're finished with the page, you don't keep it on the bar. You don't keep it around. You just drop it off to the side. Mm. So that's why I've been doing this all these years, and I actually cut off the fact that I didn't include the fact that it is time for let's check with today's Ask Doctor David, and I hope. You know what's... Did you know what's going on? Or am I throwing you under a proverbial bus? I, I saw a text. Okay. Briefly. Okay. Make sure that mic's closer to you. Yeah. See, it's getting farther away from Briefly. you. Briefly. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you can move it towards you. It's... it's see, it swivels. Ah! Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, see how that works? Yeah. Yep. That's so uh, today's Dr. D- uh, asked Dr. David is talking about the dangers of overgearing. In the 80s, this was the biggest fear in the world. Juniors had to ride restrictive gearing because they were afraid of their delicate little tendons. And the fact that we could all, just our knees would explode as we rode. Jackson's actually dealt with some of those issues, but, uh, issues, but I think that was more associated with fit. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, original thought that there was a danger to juniors in joint development. So the question that that was presented to us is, what are your thoughts on this, and does it apply to full-grown joints or even old joints? So huh? for those of us, those of us <laughs> who, are, who are mashing mega gears, you know, doing everybody else is doing ninety, we're doing like forty-five RPMs, mm. just going, I'm good. You know, what are you looking at me for? I do the same thing. I gear bash horribly. I yeah, noticed that this weekend when we were on our ride, Jackson, you were you were you were spinning more, and then I'm just like, and it just felt great. Sam's way spinnier than even I am. Though. He is. It's interesting. See, yeah. Spets new this year. He's. I noticed he's very spinny this year. I don't know he's Maybe doing. that's why he's not here. Yeah, I think he, he spun himself out. out. Yeah, he just yeah, spun yeah. out. Yeah. Spun, spiraling. Yeah. He's just <laughs> spinning and spiraling. Going nowhere. No. So uh, <laughs> we start by proposing by proposing by posing this to the the panel. Do we think that riding big gears is is truly a danger or is this something that is kind of a wives tale within the sport um i will say that i think it's a complicated question because cycling is technically qualified under a low impact sport yeah so i think that it is probably like paul i'm not gonna call you i don't mean to call you out here <laughs> go ahead but i will say <laughs> that the difference you really made love to the mic there. I that did. Was, that was I good. did. That well, was, was, he's nice. talking to me. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really talking to Paul. But not not to call out Paul, but I will say that the difference in cadence between myself and Paul is is rather vast. Yeah. Um, just because of your, you have a very different gear ratio than I do, and I think I wonder if over year after year after year after year after year, it probably does maybe have some effect on the joint. But I think that there are other things in our day to day lives, like standing on hard floors and unsupportive shoes, that probably have more of a impact on our joints rather than the sport that we do does. 
Make sense? No. What's your answer? I feel like I gave an answer. You, you you danced around it like it was a prom date. What what no? Is, no, it, I, d- I d- said d- no. I said so. No. no. Okay. No. no. Be- okay. Yeah. It was a great answer. Don't get me wrong. I it feel was like very I gave educational. An mm-hmm. It was no, a highly educated you know, answer. You know, you're being dick now. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even on the bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm a dick. Yeah. Paul, um, how do you feel about the fact that all these kids can't handle their gears? Yeah, they should, uh, you know, just run like a 55, yeah. 44, and a straight block. Little you know, ring. 11 to Little mm-hmm. rings just yeah. for looking at. Yeah. Well, I don't. Mine barely gets used, but it I, th- is. I think yeah, mine really is. Does. It is. I, I have a picture <laughs> of my my uh, crank set I took off, and I looked. I got to replace a big ring, and the, there's barely any paint off the thirty nine. <laughs> I said, huh? But um, I think <laughs> you, can, I, you can hear his knees in other counties. Yeah. Do your Do your knees grind when you walk upstairs? No. Oops, that's just me. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm uh, falling apart, man. I'm but it's falling age. apart. I think I think a lot of it is genetics, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I tried during the big, huge spin craze back in the, the '90s. Everybody, yeah. it's like my I could not keep my heart rate went to the roof. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like in respiratory, and I don't have a a big, you know, volume. So I think what I had to do is compensate. I learned through all these years, is that low cadence and then you know being able to control my breathing is how yeah. i got to where i'm at so, um, so how do you feel it is upon your your knees and joints I, I i don't i never ever have sore knees and i push obviously a pretty big gear yeah i've never had knee problems since then i had knee problems from my line of work because i'm on my hands and knees a lot um as a electrician yeah, david <laughs> 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 you have devolved but since yeah, last we saw it's, you. It's this freaking well. Pilsner, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, it's good. But I, I had water. I had uh, retained. I had eighteen cc's uh, drained out of my right knee because oh, that's primarily what I use when I'm working in an attic or stuff, and most of my weights on that side. So, okay, yeah, that's if I had knee pain, that's where it came from. So he gave an answer. That was very similar yeah. in length, and he didn't say yes or no, and you're being an ass to me <laughs> and not to him. He's got a point. I, got a point. I feel as if relation I... is playing a cause in this. Yes, you always hurt the one you love, Jackson. <laughs> yes. The one you shouldn't hurt at all. You always break the kindest heart with a hasty word you can't recall. Well, Sounds I'm going to bite the hand that fed me. Nah. So. Wow, touche. <laughs> He's just talking in verse over there. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's an old school song. We both mm. went to school for English, didn't we? Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's a rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I, I'm on the fence because yes, I have creaky knees, um, and I haven't worked in an industry that requires that you know crawling in attics and things like that. Um, now, are my knees weak? No, but they, you know, they're a little, you know, a little crunchy. It sounds like a gravel road when I'm walking upstairs. <laughs> um, but so, so I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about this one, and I'm anxious to hear if you've got an opinion on it. Well, I don't know of any like good evidence one way or the other. But my thought is that it is a low impact sport by nature. But we do know that high impact 
exercise or high like like uh, strength training as you get older prevents uh, bone density loss and actually keeps your muscles and tendons stronger for longer. So there's a part of me that thinks it's actually probably in a way better as you get older at least to be pushing bigger gears. And I think a lot of us do that because the spinning requires a higher heart rate. Yeah. Which we've talked about in the past. That, what? Really? That as you get older or take beta blockers, your heart rate goes down. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think there's anything, I can't think of anything that would be detrimental if you have a proper bike fit. I know that if you, like from experience, if you have a bad bike fit and you are mashing, you will get an outer knee pain from IT band syndrome if you're overusing your IT band or an inner knee pain in that case. But, um, I would. I can't see any reason that it would be bad, which is probably why they lifted the restriction on yeah. on the the children as well. But I mean, the only thing I I can tell you from medical literature is that strength training with like you know deadlift, back squat, bench pressing has been shown to maintain bone density and integrity of muscles and tendons into older age. So I, kinda, really? I don't know. I don't think we should switch our riding style, but I don't think you need to be like you know, afraid of mashing. Yeah. So Jackson, yours was under the kneecap. Wasn't yours? Yeah. So it is strain. It's like right on the, yeah. Right in and around the kneecap area. Sometimes it feels like it's right on the top or underneath that area. It's a weird thing that I just, I just can't figure out. And it arises every year. It's arisen over the past couple of weeks because of, uh, just overtraining. Yeah. It's usually, uh, pre-med school, I would get every single spring, I would get patellofemoral syndrome, which is usually the under the it kneecap. It has a name. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. very common. And it's a, that's a that's an overuse of the quad muscle. It's just whichever muscle, based off your fit, like the quads or the lateral side or the inside, that's where the pain correlates in the knee. So mm. it's probably really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. CBD cream helps a lot. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if you accidentally put your contacts in after you've rubbed. Well, we all live and learn, right? (laughs) No, I'm not picking on you. I mean, I have a chamois cream with CBD in it, and I that's a whole put my contacts in afterwards. You add CBD and menthol to your eyeball. A little Mm. bit, a little bit of taint sweat. Do you perfect concoction? Do you mix? Do you mix the CBD cream with the asshole bleach? No, no, no. I believe we've just invented a new. Cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) Final question, everybody. Let's end the show with the final K, the final question. What is the most ridiculous thing you have purchased for cycling? You were like, oh, my God, this was insanely expensive. This was dumb. And then afterwards, you actually went, holy shit, it was worth every penny. Have you ever purchased something like that? I will go first. I will say it. I bought a Quat bike rack. For my RV, mm. uh, two bike bike rack. It's the classic trailer hitch unit, and you you don't take a wheel off anymore. You put the bike on there. You put the strap over the back wheel, nice. and you you bring a rod up and yeah. and yes <laughs> and you and you zip it right on there, and you're I off think to the races. You guys are now well. You got us all thinking. <laughs> like, yeah, all right. Like eight year olds, <laughs> not eight year olds. Eighth graders. Oops. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was ahead Wait. of my time back in back <laughs> that was Catholic school. That's all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I spent and 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 this rack, you actually can pull a cable out of the tray. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he said rod and then rack and then oh man then i said pull out <laughs> yeah. of Whoa. the tray and you can lock the bikes to the device device, oh, the oh, bike device. and and i just went i spent eight hundred dollars yeah. on that Damn. and it was during covid so there were no other options available yeah. you know how hard i'm trying to avoid the word rack right now uh, no, um, there were no other options available so i bought it and my wife was looking at me going why mm. do you spend 800 dollars?" i don't know we got to go to this is when we went to san diego mm. and and i am so glad i bought that rack mm. it works i want it i want i move it back and forth to my other car because it's mm-hmm. it's you're not taking a wheel off you're not loading it up on the top of your car it's zipping you're going yes and it's it is an expensive bumper mm-hmm. but it's oh my god i love that damn thing insanely expensive but i yeah. love every penny i spent mm-hmm. who wants to go next um if I'm being really honest, I haven't really purchased under my own weight a lot of the things that I own, and I'm in a very lucky situation. But I'm also I'm still paying off your bike. Well, <laughs> that's what I mean. The I'm one with the scratch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that one. That one. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. That one. <laughs> but I will say that the only real, like, substantial cycling purchase that I've made will, I mean, are the wheels that I've recently purchased. And by no means, though, is that a stupid purchase. Exactly. Um, It was just, it was well worth all of the money that (laughs) I spent on it. Just, like, I never never realized the amount that, uh, like, the difference that a very high-end wheel set can really make. Yep. It's, night and day and no like no shade thrown to the what the bmc proprietary wheels were it was just like this is a very pro level wheel set and it was boy was it a jump yep so yeah and by the way um after you called me a dick i'm transferring the credit to you (laughs) the credit the card the card the card payments well um Yes, and Sam is texting us mm-hmm. saying that he's mad that he... And I'm going to quote Sam. Okay. You fuckers are asking Dr. Dave orthopedic questions? <laughs> you know who has answers to orthopedic questions? Well, is he here? Outpatient yeah. orthopedic physical therapists! Oh. Exclamation, 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 exclamation. So he's listening... But, but he he's not show here. Yeah. Do you think he has like a Bluetooth speaker outside the shower that he's in the fetal position rocking back yeah, and forth yeah, it in? Could mm. be. Okay. It could be. Just checking. Mm. Just checking. Uh, Paul, stupid purchase, but then you loved it. Well, I'm hoping not a downtown that home. This is a recent purchase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a downtown home. <laughs> I'm liking it so far. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it deals with the downtown home. Oh. Mm. So I needed to get a commuter bike, and I did research upon research. You and because did I don't, it? Yeah, I pulled it. I, oh. I, I did it. I pulled it. I, I caught it. I yanked it. I <laughs> just going I everywhere you can. I just watched it. David. What did you pull out? <laughs> that was the loudest you ever ever, ever been. Yeah. My headphones actually almost came off my head. They blew mine. Yeah. My headphones right off. Get Somebody's it. car speakers just went. <laughs> God. Those guys, I'm not listening to them again. So what it was, what what I wanted was something that when it's crappy weather, wipe it down. I don't have to worry about oil and grease outside the tire. So I went. I had to choose a belt. 
<laughs> Holy God. Sam, get your ass over here. <laughs> Control your brother. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so sophomoric. Anyway, so. Here, I'll mute him during yeah. the yeah. There you go. So I went with belt drive, and then I was trying to figure out internal yeah. hub. So blah, 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 and I came across this one particular Wait, one. Wait, stop for a second. Inter- internal. Do you, do you hear how quiet it is? I know it. The ambient noise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to turn Dave's mic on. Off. What's the outside, maybe? Is that because you have it turned up? Yes, that's because I have your mic so, so cranked. Yeah. I'll just live right Those here. helmets are making noise. It's yeah. turned up so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right <laughs> Belt drive. Belt drive. And then, then I came across this thing, and this particular company makes a commuter that... Uh, it's not an internal rear hub, which okay. has its problems, and there's different versions of planetary. And anyway, um, this one is called Opinion One Twelve. It's a twelve speed, and it's based off of a car. It's out of Germany. This this transmission, Whoa. and it, of course that you know the whole idea is having everything internal, so there's no external gears other than your belt, yeah, and stuff. So the maintenance should be it's self-contained. So. It's like, do I pull the trigger because there's more money than I really wanted to spend oh. to have this thing? But I'm hoping it's something I love. Okay. If it's so, a you turd, haven't you I haven't have, got to the Saturday. point yet? Okay, okay, okay. So I receive it. So I think this could be one of those things I love. I've already sold myself on the idea, wow. obviously. But mm. we'll wow. see. Mm-hmm. David, what's a purchase you have entered into and um, have? It realized that you spent way too much money, but re- but actually, in the tail end of it came out going that was worth it. That was worth it. I, you know, it. I think uh, I got a pretty sweet rain jacket this year. I was like, man, is that really like a Gore-Tex? It's black. It's actually blue because it was like it was still on sale. <laughs> so that's not spending as but it was money, still but... a lot of money. And I was like, do I really need this jacket? But man, is it cool to have like a jacket that will beat any element? Yeah. And then just going to throw it out there. I didn't buy this, but I borrowed somebody's super nice bike case. And at first I was like, you paid $900 for this bike case. And then I took my brand new bike down to slow and it took a huge hit in the plane and it dented the frame of the bike of the case. And I was like, okay, I see why you bought. So like you paid so much for this this case yeah and your friend says i want my 900 bucks for the dent well yeah. I, I got a new i got a new portion of the frame for 30 bucks so it was right. like it was wow. it was but that to me i was like that is an insane amount of money but it protected my brand new bike so mm-hmm. i i i haven't flown with my bike in so long i don't want to do it again yeah yeah i, I used so to i used to have yeah. a really nice one and my wife and i still have one it's in a it's under the porch right now is it a hard case yeah nice. and it's a tandem case tandem what? it's as long as this bar and I've never, I haven't taken it out since. I haven't you, taken you went it to out. Europe, since <laughs> Europe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just looked at me. You yeah. just said I hadn't. I you just side eyed you. Side with the. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I haven't whipped it out in oh, a while. Jesus oh, so whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's a case. Yeah, well, you don't whip uh, out a case. Yeah, you do. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. I like to see that. Big pause. So, so so what you're saying, so this case is kind of like a sheath. Yeah. Over your bike. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Where's the outro, uh, folks? Where's the outro? 
Thank you, everybody. Be sure. <laughs> Thanks for everybody for listening to us and tolerating us and and dealing with the childish Should nature really that we have. Look into three hundred eighty-three episodes. We've been doing this kind of shit. So um, if you haven't, if this is your first episode, uh, stick with us. If you, <laughs> yeah. we'll get better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And if uh, if if you've been with us for a long time, be sure and um, subscribe, like, and tell a friend, and and we'll keep going. There we go. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Thank you, guys. you. Thank yeah. you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.